0: Let's talk about the beginner's guide to manifesting. Law of attraction, manifesting, we're digging into it today because this month in my last 90 days challenge, I pick a new theme every month and the theme for November is manifesting. Now, if you do not know about last 90 days challenge, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. It is a totally free challenge. I will put the link In the show notes below, but it's just this commitment within our community. It's totally free to join in. But the idea is that we live out the last 90 days of the year as intentionally as we tend to start the first 30 of a new year. So, you know, in January, everybody gets really fired up to like change their life and, you know, make all these goals happen. And I think there's something really powerful about not crashing and burning into the end of the year, but actually saying, what does it look like if I'm intentional with this time? And I sort of use it as an on-ramp so that I can start January 1st on fire. So we are in our second month. But the beauty of our community is that none of us are perfect. We're all just people all over the world who are focused on becoming a better version of ourselves. So you are welcome to join us at any point. It's a 90-day challenge. But if you do it for 60 days or 22 days or five freaking days, we are happy to have you. And you can jump in. Like I said, totally free. And then We have an elevated experience inside the Rise app, so you get, you know, weekly lessons from me and weekly meditations and all sorts of fun stuff. So all the details are below, but I just wanted to explain why I'm talking about manifesting and why it's something that feels really important to me. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. You know, it's interesting. I was I had a team meeting. We do a team meeting every Tuesday. And I was sitting around with my team, who's so amazing, and we were talking about this month. and we're going into the second month of our challenge. And we made a commitment as a team when we started the last ninety days. This is our fifth year doing this challenge. And I asked the team back in September, I guess. What we wanted our goals to be, where when it came to this ta- this challenge, like what was our intention? And there are years in the past where our intention was to get a certain number of people to sign up or convert people into, you know, buying a journal or like doing something, some sort of business thing. Because the challenge has always been free, and so we always had some kind of goal that we were aiming for. Because you got to have a goal. And this year, beautifully just to a person, everybody said some version of, I just really want to make something I'm proud of. I really want to make content that I'm proud of. And I want us to get to the other side of this challenge and have every single one of us feel proud of what we made and how we served our community. And number one, it's freaking awesome to be in a group of people with hearts like that and with artistry like that, because every single person sitting around this table is a creative. But also, it's the intentionality that we bring to our work. And if you're in Last 90 Days with us, I freaking hope you felt it. I hope you have felt it in the emails. I have written every single one in the beautiful design that Darren has pulled together, in the podcast that we've been doing interviews along our theme as well as solo episodes like this one. And the reason I bring that up for you today is because in a lot of ways, manifesting and law of attraction is about intention. It is about are you being intentional with the kind of person you want to be, with the life that you want to live, with what you want to create. And I thought of it today in our meeting because I was sitting with a team. I said, okay, guys, the theme is manifesting. Let's all brainstorm, like, how do we make this month even better than last? How do we, like, show up better, bigger? How do we, you know, inspire the community and get them fired up? And the sort of response from more than one person was like, you know, you've been talking about manifesting a lot but I feel like you're speaking at a very high level and we still kind of don't get it. And isn't that always the way that when we're teaching something that we know really well, we think we're explaining it to people. We're like, okay, we know this at level 10, so I'm gonna bring it back down to level seven so that you could understand it too. And I think it was Donald Miller who has the best podcast if you've never listened to it, I think Don is the one who said that you actually have to explain things to people at like level three. You have to be so specific and so granular when you're trying to explain a concept to someone that's new. And it was a good reminder for me that here I am thinking like, oh, I'm teaching all of this stuff. But my team is like, but how do you do it? Literally, uh, Nicole on my team said you know, I really want to get into manifesting more. I want to manifest. I don't manifest at all. And I really want to manifest more. And I was like, oh, shoot, shoot. You've missed the most basic principle for Nicole, for the rest of the team, for all of you listening or watching on YouTube. You are always manifesting. In this podcast, The Beginner's Guide to Manifesting, the first thing that you need to understand right now, you are always manifesting. You can't actually control whether or not you are manifesting. The question is, are you manifesting with intention? Are you creating the life of your dreams or are you creating a life that you don't want, but you're not aware that you're the one who is putting that, who is creating that, who is calling that to you? You are always manifesting. The question is whether or not are you doing it consciously? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And as always, got my handy dandy journal and I've written 10,000 notes, which I probably won't even get to cuz there's too many, but I'm going to do my very best to tell you everything that I could think of on the most simple levels of just where do you start? Where do you start? So, let's let me better explain the idea of the law of attraction. Or manifesting. The law of attraction says that you can attract anything that you want to your life. And I know that this sounds cheesy, but I'm going to keep telling people this. If you want, like, the most basic overview set to some pretty ridiculous B roll and some sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes sketchy speakers, the old school classic The Secret. Is a great place to start. I'm pretty sure you can watch it on YouTube or Netflix. Uh, That's when I first heard about this years ago. Was Oprah had, oh, is it Rhonda Byrne? I think is the author of The Secret. She had her on the show. It was the first time I ever heard about this. And I watched it again last year. And it is, there's parts like a little bit cheesy, but it's a really good explanation of the idea. And I even watched it again later with my kids just because I wanted – my older boys – because I wanted to be able to talk to them about the idea and they definitely watched it like, oh my lord, mom, what is happening right now? But I felt like it was a good conversation starter. So that's a really great place to start. The law of attraction says that you can attract anything that you want to your life. And growing up, I do not know Why I believe that was true. I had nothing in my life that would have indicated to me that that was possible. But as long as I can remember, I mean, if you go back and read my old books, I talk about this. I've said this since I started my podcast. I've said this on stages around the world. I have just always believed that I could achieve anything if I could stay focused and I would work hard enough. I just, it's, it's absolute certainty in my mind. And now I look back through the lens of manifesting and I'm like, oh, that's what I've been doing. But I didn't have the language for that. I just thought, stay focused on where you're going and work hard. So in the law of attraction and the secret, you can attract what you want. The only thing I don't love about that idea and, and this sort of comes across in the movie, is sort of this, like, I want a million dollars and the universe is gonna send it to me. And I just don't believe it's true. And there are ton- thousands of videos on YouTube right now with millions of views that are like, manifest $30,000 by tomorrow, whatever. I think there's a key step that's missing in this that people don't understand. And it's why they get thrown off, or it's why people think that this is all BS, or it's like charlatans or whatever, because even in that movie, they're like telling you to like put a Ferrari on your bulletin board and just sort of wait for the universe to deliver it to you. And that's not the whole picture, at least according to me. So rather than talking about the law of attraction, I like the idea of manifesting and One of my favorite quotes on this subject is from Wayne Dyer. He says, the law of attraction says that you can attract what you want. Manifesting, the law of manifesting says you will attract what you are. And that is where I think this gets really interesting and where this concept has the ability to change your entire life. And I don't just mean that in terms of what you can create or attract, but I also mean that in terms of the type of person You can become. This idea of you will attract what you are. What does that mean? Now, I've read so many books on this in the last couple of years. Like it's sort of an obsession of mine. So I've looked at this from a bunch of different angles. The way that I think of this is that we vibrate on different levels. Like the energetic vibration of joy is very different than the energetic vibration of sadness, despair, anger. I mean, you can think of each one of those emotions and feel something different in your body when you imagine yourself in that state. And the idea of manifesting says that you will attract things to you that match you vibrationally. So that by creating a vibration in yourself, by creating an energy in yourself that is good, that is joyful, that is abundant, that is magnetic, all of these things, that that's what you bring to yourself, which I know, please stick with me. If this sounds a little bit like woo-woo, just I promise I'm going to explain this in the beginner's way, but just stay with me because I want to first talk about it up here like the proper hippie that I am, and then I'm going to pull it down in a way that makes sense for you. But the reason I want you to remember the vibration piece is because if you want to attract something to your life, you have to think about what vibration that is existing in. So just hold that for one second and let's talk about life. There's an old expression that says, we don't see life as it is. We see life as we are. You don't see the world around you as it actually is. You see it through the lens of the way you perceive people, places, environments. Everything is through a lens or through a filter of your past experiences and what you bring with you into this present moment, period. So I could see a dog and get so excited and want to be best friends with this dog. It's the cutest thing ever. And I asked you, like, oh, can I pet your butt dog? And I'm so excited the very same dog, the most perfect, wonderful dog, the very same dog you could see. And because you have a traumatic experience with a dog in your past, that to you, that golden retriever that I am so excited to meet and get to know, you could think is terrifying. Nothing changed about the dog. Same exact dog, different realities based on who is taking it in. The same happens with life. The best example of this right now, I'm I'm going through something in my personal life right now that everybody around me is very negative about. And it could be really easy to get swept into their negativity. But this thing that's happening is my experience because I'm the one inside of it. And at first, I started to sort of get pulled down I started to let other people's fear and other people's negativity affect my experience. And then I just keep coming back to my truth. What is happening right now in my life is not negative. For other people, it is. And good for them, that's their truth. But I create my reality and I get to look at life through the lens that I perceive. And if you know me at all, if you're just meeting me, hey, I'm Rach. I will always reach for joy. I will always look for the positive. I will always see the silver lining. It is Pollyanna and I do not care. And this is not created from a life of ease or beauty or... No, this is created from a really hard beginning to my life and lots of hardships along the way. And so... I know that I get to control my outlook, and so I do. And in fact, I told someone about this experience that I'm going through. I was like, I know what terror is. I know what horrible, like truly horrible circumstances are. This is not one. So you have to remember as we talk about this idea of what you're manifesting that the way you choose to look at life is what will be there. For example, I love a birthday. I love a birthday. I love your birthday. I love my birthday. I love my kid's birthday. It's so exciting. I love to celebrate. And when it's my birthday, I don't care where I am. I, you know, I've had birthdays where I got to go on a trip with my girlfriends. I've had birthdays where I, you know, did carpool with the kids. I've had all kinds of birthdays. I wake up on my birthday pumped. In fact, I go to sleep the night before my birthday excited about the next day. I'm like, this is about to be Amazing. I'm looking for magic around every corner. I am positive that someone's going to ask for my ID. I don't know why. And they'll be like, oh, my, it's your birthday? This coffee's on me, sis. Like my birthday is so exciting, whether there's a party or a dinner or nothing at all. I just love the day. And because I'm so excited, it's always the most fun. On the flip side, I have friends who aren't into birthdays. It doesn't really mean anything to them. They don't get pumped about it. They might not even like anybody to mention it, but that day for them is just like a Tuesday. They don't see anything extra exciting that's going to happen. They're not really looking for it. They're just kind of going through the day. It's a day like any other. Same circumstance, different experiences. Have you ever had a day where you woke up and you were like, oh God, it's, it's going to be a bad day? Or, you know, I got to go into the office and Carol's there and she's the worst. And, you know, I got to have the number. You just, you know, it's going to be a bad day. And then every single thing lines up to fulfill the belief that it was a bad day. Were there good things in the day? Absolutely. But you decided in the morning, you set your vibration, you set the thermostat in the room, you said, this day is going to suck. And no matter what happened, Your thermostat went back to suck all day long. You just found things all day to affirm that today sucks. There's a great scene in About Time. If you have, I mean, if you need to cry your eyeballs out, and sometimes we all do, please watch About Time and just cry forever. It's So amazing. But there's this great moment in the movie, spoiler alert, they can travel through time, And there's this part where his dad, who's also a time traveler, tells him basically like the secret to life, which is to live a day and go back and live it again, looking for good things. And so in the movie, they show him going through a day and like all of these like bad things happening or him kind of reacting in cruddy ways, whatever. And then he lives it again, choosing to see joy and choosing to see excitement. And it's all the same situations, but now... It's beautiful, and I, oh, I will cry. It's so good, you guys. You need to go watch it. But it is such a great example of this idea. The world will rise up to meet what you put into it. The world matches your energy. It just does. And you have to understand that that's true, just like Nicole in the meeting today saying, I don't ever manifest. I'm like, no, you do. You are manifesting right now. And when you know how to harness that power, you can manifest that energy for good. And when you don't know that you're manifesting, you unintentionally keep bringing the same stuff to your life over and over and over that you do not want. The thing that you need to understand most is that you create your own reality you create your own reality. We talked about this with you know the way that you see the world. And if that's true, if you can have an average Wednesday or the best Wednesday ever strictly based on how you decide to go through it and what kind of vibration you offer the world, that means that you could control every single day. That is the power of manifesting is can you get to a vibrational frequency where you are creating a life that feels exactly how you want it to. Because, yes, people use manifesting law of attraction. All the stuff that exists out in the world is about how do I make a million dollars? How do I finish the thing? How do I bring love to my life? Yeah, all of that stuff is amazing. But where we start, if you wanted to start with a beginner's mindset in this, is that you can manifest – a beautiful, glorious, amazing life. You can. Goodness around every corner, joy around every, everywhere you look. You can retrain your brain to put out goodness and bring that back to you. So where do we start? Because one of the gals on my team was saying that her friend had asked her she said, "I want to do this, but I what do I even begin?" I recommend that you begin with your morning. Now, yes, y'all, I talk about morning routine. I will, you know, on my Tombstone, it'll be like, "Do you have a morning routine?" question mark, because it is so powerful, but also because your morning really lays the groundwork for your day. So, I'm not going to talk about morning routine, I promise, but I am going to tell you that if you want to raise your vibration to a higher, more beautiful, more good feeling level, that you really have to be thoughtful about this from the moment you open your eyes. And in fact, I would even say it starts the night before. I heard recently something like the last oh gosh, 10 minutes before you fall asleep are the most important minutes of your entire day because you are setting yourself up for the next day. So when you're falling asleep, are you focusing on all the stuff you have to get done? Are you focusing on all the things that went wrong? Are you having anxiety? Are you, Or are you setting your intention for what you are going to create, the kind of life that you wanna live, and really allowing yourself to feel gratitude and abundance for the life that you have? Those feel like two completely different things. Those put you into completely different levels vibrationally. One of them allows you to fall asleep feeling great, feeling blessed, having intention about the next morning. And so when you open your eyes, you have a plan. But even more than that, while you were sleeping, subconsciously, your brain was trying to figure out how to help you have the day that you said that you wanted to. So you wake up in the morning, and I would say the first thoughts that you have are really essential. Now, most people wake up in the morning and jump into the past, meaning they start thinking about everything that happened, all the things that they have to do, the problems, what's in front of them. You know, Joe Dispenza has this great video where he talks about this. It's a keynote, I think, where he talks about, you know, people wake up and the first thing they do is get on their phone and look at all the problems, all the problems, you know, their emails, their text messages, the problems in the world, the problems on social media. So they're just creating this storm of all the things that are wrong, not just with them and their life and their job, but also the world around them, which means that you start your day holding on to the belief that there are problems and that things are wrong. And y'all, it's not to say, this is not about ignore reality, but this is the reminder that you get to create reality. If you want to work on manifesting, the key is to get out of the past and to get focused on the future. So one of the affirmations that I use, and I say all the time, and you can feel free to steal it, is I am creating the life of my dreams. I am creating the life of my dreams. I like to remind myself throughout the day that whatever I'm encountering, whether I'm going to jump on a call with a team member or I'm going to pitch a big project or maybe I'm putting my four-year-old to bed and she's sassy and strong-willed and it's not going how I wish it was, I keep reminding myself that I am creating the life of my dreams. And that prompt reminds me that I'm creating this moment. So for instance, my daughter, this is a really good example for those of you who are in relationship with anybody in your life and have moments where you feel frustrated. In that moment, I am creating the narrative of what's happening, right? She's not listening. She's Frustrating me. She should be going to bed. I thought that we had this down. I can't believe we're still doing it. All of that. And all of that is shifting my vibration from what it was during our bedtime ritual, where I was reading books and we were singing songs, we were saying our prayers, and it was feeling really good. It was feeling loving. It was feeling exactly the way that I would want my relationship with my kids to go. Now, suddenly, something's flipped, and I can create a reality that's all negative things. And when I create that reality and I focus on that, what I am manifesting, because remember, manifesting says you will attract what you are. She is going to match me energetically. We do this as humans all the time. It's like, have you ever been in a bad mood and then all of a sudden it's like your friend or your coworker who's so funny, so high energy, so and they come at you and they're like being hilarious and whatever, and all of a sudden your mood changes, you, without even thinking about it, you match them energetically. The same thing happens if you've ever been in a good mood and then someone comes and they're just like a vacuum of good times. They're just, they suck the life out of the room. They're so negative. And before you know it, you're in a bad mood now too. That can happen with my daughter. So if I remind myself I'm creating the life of my dreams, well, the life of my dreams is me showing up every single day as the best mama that I can, every day, no days off. And I don't get there all the time. Sometimes I'm tired. Sometimes I feel frustrated. Sometimes I didn't say my affirmation enough. But my goal is to be the best mama ever or the best mama I can be in this day And so I remind myself that I'm creating the life of my dreams. Okay, in my dream life, how do I show up? The dream version of me is calm. The dream version of me cares about her and her feelings and what's going on with her more than I care about the fact that she's not doing what I think she should. When I can start to shift and ask myself how that version of me would show up, it starts to change my experience and when it changes my experience it changes my vibration and when it changes my vibration it changes hers and everything around us is different i am creating the life of my dreams you are creating the life of your dreams we're starting out just talking about where you are at inside of each and every day cuz yeah i want to talk to you about high level manifesting attract all the money but if i could get you to understand that you are in control of your experience of this life, I don't know that I could ever teach anything that would be more impactful. Okay. The second thing that I wrote down, I talked about this idea that you're creating the life of your dreams. I talked about first thing in the morning, you want to think about what you want to create or what you want to put out there. The second thing that I think you have to do is you have to know what you want. Now, since this is beginner's work, I really would suggest that you just try and focus on one area of manifesting in your life, relationships, finance, completing a project, getting a big client, making a certain amount of revenue. If you're just starting out, I think that it's really powerful to just focus on one area of your life. I was trying to think, I was like, dang, I wanna be like Dave Ramsey. For those of you who knows Dave Ramsey, he has this like baby steps when he's trying to teach people how to get out of debt. He's like, here's the baby steps. And I thought, oh, I wish that I had like a baby step program for you guys to start. What popped into my head was, I'm gonna have the best day ever. It's the most simple thing to manifest. You can start doing it right now today To just affirm that for yourself and be on the lookout all day for why this is the best day ever. Like, let's have a it's my birthday kind of day. Let's have a serendipity is going to happen. Magic's going to happen. Surprises are going to happen. I am just, goodness is going to be around me all day. Let's see if you can manifest a better day today than the one that you had yesterday. And notice it. Like, when it happens, when... When at first you're going to be like, maybe you'll feel silly or maybe you'll start to see things. You'll be like, oh, I found a parking spot. Wow, I can't believe I found a parking spot right up front. Or, um, oh, that's cool. Someone brought me a coffee. But you have to notice when the universe is delivering to you the kind of reality that you are trying to create. The universe is there to match you. Like People, masters who teach on this topic believe that the universe will always, always, always give you what you are putting out, give you what you are asking for. The only time you don't receive what it is you want is when there is an energetic block, meaning when you are like, I am attracting love. I'm I'm attracting the the partner of my dreams. I'm attracting the love of my life. I'm attracting the best mate for me. And that's all you focus on and you're future-oriented And I'm gonna talk to you about the vibration that you need to be at in a second, but that's where your head's at. And so many people are like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And this is why I get really frustrated with YouTube videos or podcasts because they're just like, put it out there, write it down, and then like, it'll be there any second. And if it's not there yet, it's because you don't have enough certainty or whatever. And it's just BS. It's so awful to people because. You're putting it on them. Like if they don't get the thing that they're wanting, then it must be because something's broken in them. Or like you don't want it bad enough. No, no, no. Here's the thing. You are not getting the thing that you want. You are not manifesting what you want because what you are actually obsessing over, what you are actually focusing on is the absence of not having it. That is a huge, like I hope someone's brain just exploded right now. You are not focused on the love of your life. You are not focused on finding the best partner. You are focused on the fact that you do not have one yet. The universe in this, we're talking about manifesting. The idea behind it is that the universe is just going to send you more of what you are focusing on because what you are focusing on becomes your vibration. So when you're like, all none of these dating apps work. All men are pigs. Everybody I meet is immature. Like, that's you're talking to your girlfriends about it. You're putting that is what you are going to keep getting. I want you right now, as you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it in the pod, like I want you to ask yourself, what in your life do you have that's negative that you hate? But it just you're like, why do I keep getting these creeps on these dating apps? Or Why do I keep attracting friends who just use me? Or why do I always have to be the strong one? Like, why do I never have any help? What are the things that you are unintentionally manifesting? Because it's what you focus on and the universe goes, oh, dang, she really thinks a lot about how all these men are jerks. So I guess that's what she wants and we'll just keep sending those her direction. You might have heard me tell the story about accidentally attracting love into my life, and it wasn't my intention (laughs) at all. It wasn't. I wanted friends. I was looking for new friends. And it's unsurprising to me in retrospect that I attracted this man who I thought was my new friend, and then I ended up falling madly in love. And it's so not surprising that that's the route it took because my friendships with my friend, like my friendship group is one of the most beautiful, loving, highest vibration, joyful things in my life. It's like a constant thing for me is how blessed I am to have these women in my life, how much I love them. We have so much fun together. We have... And then, when I set out to find more friends, and one of them happened to be a man, and then we happened to fall in love, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, duh. Because two things were happening there. Number one, the vibration that I was putting out into the world was one of like, oh my gosh, I have the best friends. I'm such a good friend. They're such a good friend. We attract more awesome friends. And two, my focus was I knew. For a fact, I had zero concern, not even the tiniest little bit of concern in my mind that I would find love again. I had no, there was no question in my mind that I would find love, but I was not looking for it. And I wasn't putting pressure on the universe to deliver it at a certain point. Really? that That's it. And if you read on manifesting Um, one of my favorites, and this is like very high level. I feel like if you're just a beginner, you probably don't jump into Esther Hicks and the teachings of Abraham. It's like a very, just, it's a lot. But one of the things that they teach on is this idea that first you ask, then you, what is it? Ask, believe, receive. I think are the three steps. So you ask, you have total faith in what it is you are wanting to create, what what you want to draw to you, and then you allow, you receive. Meaning you're not sitting around going, where is the love of my life? Where is my ring? Where is my getting out of debt? Where is my friendship circle? Where is my dream job? That goes back to the idea that you are focused on scarcity. You are focused on the absence of what you don't have instead of what you do want to create. So all of that to say you have to know what you want. What do you want? What do you want financially? What do you want in love? If you're already in a relationship, how do you want that to be better? What do you want as a mom? What do you want in the home for your family? What do you want when you graduate college this year? What do you want? for your next job. What do you want? It's it's it is shocking to me. Wow, gosh, I might forgive me if I said this in a recent podcast. It blew my mind and so I'm just going to keep repeating it. There was something like 40% of Americans don't have goals. Zero goals. Not a goal to get out of debt, not a goal to learn how to make a great apple pie, not a goal to be a better partner, nothing. 40% of Americans don't have goals. That's that blows my mind. Because when you aim at nothing, you're gonna get murky results. You didn't call your shot. You didn't say where you wanted to go, you didn't have a plan. I am I have the most specific goals for myself. I am manifesting very intentional things, really specific focused things. And I think of those goals, if this is new to you, I think of them in two ways. I think of big picture goals. What's like the next great project that I want to work on or a partnership that I would like to manifest or you know something I want to happen in business. Like I think big picture and then I think play by play, meaning what do I want my life to feel like as I go through the day? So I have Really intentional focus when it comes to how I want to be a mom, how I want to be a girlfriend, how I want to be a leader at work. And then I have those big picture goals, but I am specific. I am so specific. Uh, You know, like people are like, well, I want more money. Okay, here's a dollar. You have more money now. What is it that you want? And what I get sad about is that I think that for a lot of people, women especially, they are afraid to actually say what they want. God forbid you have a dream for yourself or that you want something more. You know, why can't you just be happy where you are? Why can't this be enough? Or why do you have to aim so high? Why do you have to dream so big? Because that's the way you're wired. I used to have so much shame about my ambition. I used to have so much shame about being a working mom or putting in so many hours or trying to build something greater. And I let other people in my life speak into that. My ex-in-laws or my ex-husband or people who said, like, that why can't this should be enough? Like, why? And I am so grateful for whatever angel was guiding me, or whatever gut intuition allowed me to ignore those voices. Because if I had listened, you would not know my name. If I had listened, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast, I wouldn't have one. I heard over and over and over that I should be happy. I should be happy to be a mom and I should be happy to be a wife and it should be enough. And I love and support anyone who is so freaking pumped and happy to be a parent and happy to be a partner, and they feel so fulfilled in that. I believe in everybody's journey and your divine right to have whatever kind of life you want to have. But I saw something more. I wanted something more and different for my life and for my family. And I knew what that was. I knew that in the idea that I would write a book one day. I knew that I would be a New York Times bestseller. I knew it. And I saw it so clearly. You've maybe heard me tell the story before about I had a bottle someone had given us when I, when we got married, uh, my ex-husband, um, they had given us a bottle of Dom Perignon, which is very expensive. And we didn't really drink champagne at the time. And it seemed so fancy. I was like, what on earth am I going to do with this? And I thought, I would be really cool if like I could use that bottle to celebrate something big. So I took a piece of washi tape and I wrote on the washi tape on the Dom Perignon, I, uh, I wrote New York Times bestseller. And if you're not familiar with books, it's really hard to get to be a New York Times bestseller. It means that in a given week, your book sold is like a top 10 book in its category. And not only that, it's not just sales. It's also like the New York Times has to choose you, and it's like a whole thing. And I wrote book after book, and I was super happy to be writing, but none of them were really that successful. And every book that came out didn't make the list, didn't make the list, didn't make the list. And with Girl, Wash Your Face, I knew that it was the best chance I had ever had to be a New York Times bestseller. And I was so hopeful and I was so excited and all books come out on a Tuesday and then by the next Tuesday you know like whether or not you're on the list. And the next Tuesday I wasn't on the list. And that's pretty much your shot. Like when your book comes out that's kind of it because basically this is more information than you wanted. But with a book all of your pre-sales hit on day one. So it's like, that's the biggest week you're ever going to have with your book. And so when it didn't make the list, I was so devastated. I cried and cried. I just, oh my gosh, I I could not get my act together. And I want to say six weeks later, the publisher called and said, you made the list. And I remember sitting in the floor at my office. I was the only one there. And I remember crying and crying and crying. I could not. I think there's a video of it somewhere. I could not believe it because for 10 years, I had had that bottle of Dom. And it would be in a cabinet in a townhouse. And then it would move you know, to the little Spanish-style house that we had and then It went somewhere else, and then it was in the refrigerator, and then it just kept getting moved. And every time I saw that label, I'm a New York Times bestseller, I'm a New York Times bestseller, I'm a New York Times bestseller. And I didn't know how, but I had absolute faith that if I stayed focused on what I wanted and I worked hard, the universe, God, would make it happen. And that book went on to sell millions and millions of copies, still sells a lot of copies, and changed my life in so many ways. And what's amazing is that I can look back now and understand that I, I would have moments of sadness when I didn't have the success that I wanted. But I always came back to focusing on my goal and really having joy and excitement in the process. And in retrospect, you know, so many people ask me, the press asked me and podcast hosts asked me like, how in the world did you do this? And I was like, bro, I have no idea. And when I think about it now, and I think about the success I've had in publishing, I really believe it's because I stay focused on the intention. The intention back in the day was I, you know, I wanted to create something that would be successful. And I did that through getting really good at content that would serve my community well. But I never lost joy and excitement in the creation of it. And so it felt like this really good thing. And I think that that's what I put out into the world. And I think that's what came back to me. So you have to have a goal. And I think your goal should be best day ever. And just every day you wake up and you're like, best day ever. How do I make today better than yesterday? But I also would love for you to try and manifest something specific Especially for those of you who are feeling like, is this real? Does this really work? Is this really a thing? And it would be helpful if you could manifest in an area that you feel really good energy in. So, for a lot of people, they have negative energy associated with love, or they have negative energy associated with finance. So, choose an area that you feel like you've already have or you already have abundance in and see what you can manifest in that way think of something small so like let's go back to baby steps with dave ramsey I think their first step is to save a thousand dollars so maybe your goal is to manifest 10 bucks ten bucks so when i first got into this i'll tell you this story and you guys will you can laugh at me but when I first got into this and I really wanted to learn more, when I first sort of like put a name with it and kind of understood what I had been unintentionally doing, I was like, I just want to try a money manifesting meditation. I had, I was going through divorce. And to be honest with you, the divorce really, really messed with scarcity mindset with me and finances. A lot because he had managed our finances, and there were things I found out after we got divorced that affected the way that I thought about finances. And I sort of reverted back to scarcity mindset that I had as a child. I grew up poor, and all of the conversations that I heard around money were negative. Money doesn't grow on trees. You get what you get. You don't throw a fit you'll never have enough, like we're always running out, just all these really negative things about money. And so I definitely had some negativity in my mind when it came to finance. And that was really um, shaken up for me going through a divorce. So I was trying to learn about this more. I was really diving deep into these topics because frankly, I wanted to understand like what I had done how did I attract this situation in my life? Like, how did I get to a place where I had manifested? Because I do believe that we create our world. So I was like, how did I get to this place on all levels? And just to kind of like teach myself, I was like, I'm gonna try and do a meditation to manifest, which I had never done. I just like found a really random one on YouTube. A lot of them are weird, but that one felt like cool because it was visualizing and I could whatever. And so I did it. And I did it, I don't know, like four days in a row or something. And I remember I was in Hawaii by myself, and I was going on a walk because I walk a lot when I'm on the island. And I was going on a walk, and I had learned this idea that you know, if you focus on the absence of something, you're just going to create more of that. And so what I challenged myself to do was to find... Things about finance, about money that I did feel good about. You know, Gabby Bernstein in the book Super Attractor says choose the next good feeling thought. Like if you find yourself feeling negative about a subject that you're trying to attract, like focus on something about that, something in that that feels good. So then you can align on some level vibrationally with that thing, but also with good energy. And for me, I had a lot of negative thoughts about finances, but one thing that I know to be true about myself is I am very generous. I'm very generous. I give so much money to charity. I spoil my friends and family. I take people on trips. I've bought people's homes. I've helped people. Like, I'm very generous, and I'm really proud of being a generous person. And I believe that God and the universe keep sending me abundance because it knows that I will be a good steward. It knows that I don't hold on to things. I'm not miserly. I, When I am blessed, I put the blessing back out into the world. And so that's what I had been meditating on was money comes to me and, and abundance flows to me and wealth flows to me because the universe knows I will take care of it and I will put it back out into the world. And I was going on a walk and as I was walking on the sidewalk in front of me was a wallet. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this works. This is crazy. Now, that was not money for me, but what I had been focused on was that the universe sends me abundance because it knows I will be a good steward. Because as soon as I found that wallet, I like, God bless him, I got in his wallet and I found out where he lived and I jumped in the car and drove down the road. And as I was driving up, I saw this guy like frantically on the phone. When I got up close to him, I realized he was on the phone with his credit card company, like canceling credit cards. And I was like, hi, are you Matt? Because I obviously had seen his ID. And he was like, yes. And I'm like, oh, I found your wallet. He was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And it was so amazing because it was Christmas time. And his eyes filled with tears. And he was like, I bought a bike for my wife, and I was riding it home, and the wallet fell out of my back pocket. And in that wallet was money and cash and checks and things that he needed for Christmas presents. And he was so grateful. I was like, oh my gosh, of course. like It would never even occur to me to do anything but return that. But I just thought it was wild. That same trip, because now I was like, holy crap. Thing works. What else can I do? That same trip, I had a number in mind that I wanted to increase our company revenue by. I was like, it was a very specific number in mind, and I was like, I'm gonna find this money. I'm gonna track this. We're gonna make this. We're gonna increase this thing. And a couple days later, one of the members on my team, very high salaried member of my team, got their dream job. And they called me and they were so upset and they were like, I hate to do this and I'm so sorry, but this job, it's just so amazing and I have to take it. And it was like everything for them. And I was so excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, all I want for my team is like live your best life. If you live it better somewhere else, like God with you. But it was so amazing for them and also their salary was the exact number that I – had said I wanted to increase revenue by. And so what I know when you do this work is that it never shows up exactly the way you think it will, but it always shows up. Another financial example I can give you recently is there is a project I have been working on with a partner coming into the end of this year, and this project is worth a lot of money for me. I don't want to be a douchebag, but it's true. It's worth a lot of money for me and not a lot of money for my company, a lot of money for me personally. And I had this very specific dollar amount that this project was worth. And I just, for months, I've been like, in Q4, I'm going to make X number of dollars. And I just, I write it down in my Start Today journal and I focus on it when I do my manifesting visualizations. But it's my focus. It's energetically, I feel really good about it. I know how to do the work. I'm going to you know, contribute good things to the world, and in return, I'm going to get this dollar amount. But as it came into the end of the year, I started to feel and had for a while like the partner that I was working with was not right. I knew that they weren't right, and I was feeling really uneasy about them in partnership, but it was also like a really good check. And there was a part of me that's like, oh, you know, even though I know this is probably going to be a nightmare for me, I'm just going to do it because that check's going to be great. And I had been just that dollar amount over and over and over. But I also have faith that God and the universe will provide, right? And that I'll be taken care of and that my family's safe and it'll all work out exactly how it's meant to. So I just keep moving forward in faith, which I think is a Big part of this process of manifesting is just believing that it's all going to turn out all right. So, focus on this number and existing in a vibration that all turn out exactly as it's supposed to. And I had an email from them a couple months ago or a month ago, and in the email I was just like, I can't. I know it's, I know this is wrong. And this was just like the nail in the coffin. Like, I know that this person is not, it's gross energy. I can't do business with them. I don't want this. And I definitely was bummed because I knew that I was going to walk away from a lot of money, but I also knew in my gut that it was right. And literally, I, I swear, 20 minutes later, I get an email from my accountant and she's like hey i you didn't respond when i sent you this before and it's pretty exciting so i just want to make sure that you saw it and what she was forwarding me was <laughs> a note that i had overpaid my taxes and i had overpaid my taxes and so i'm getting a refund i swear on my life in the exact dollar amount of that contract that I just walked away from. And I just sat there like, no, no way. This can't be real. And she's a, like hippie like me. So I was like, oh my gosh, I, this just happened. And I just decided not to do this thing. And I oh, I needed this so much right now. And she's like, oh, the universe didn't want you to see it when I sent it to you last week. Like you needed it right now because you needed to be reminded that you are always supported and taken care of. And so maybe you roll your eyes at this entire conversation. I don't think so. If you've made it over an hour with me, I assume that there's something about this that's interesting to you. But what I find is that when I come back to this idea of I create my own reality, I stay focused on where I want to go. I stay focused on being a vibrational match for that thing. So that looks like Gabby Bernstein saying, choose the next good feeling thought. Or for me, it looks like choosing something in that category that does feel good to you. So like finance for me was like, oh, I feel scared about all of these things over here, but I know how to take care of money and I'm very generous. And that's why the universe keeps sending it to me is that I send it back out And I can dwell in that truth and feel really great and get to a good vibration so that when I say, I'm going to be this, or I'm going to create that, or this is my revenue goal, I can feel good and I can be focused simultaneously. Yeah. I know that when I do these things, not only do I continue to manifest the big picture stuff, but I continue to manifest the play-by-play the mom I want to be, the person I want to be inside of each and every day. And those are my thoughts for the beginner's guide. Just the baby barely starting to climb the mountain. I just want you to focus on that. And if you accept the challenge of you're going to make today a better day than yesterday, or you do a small manifestation, you say, I'm going to, someone's going to give me 10 bucks. Someone, I'm going to find $10. Someone's going to give me $10. Like, Just do something simple and follow the vibration and the absolute certainty that that is what is going to be sent to you. Will you please keep me posted if it works? Will you call into the hotline? We'll put it in the show notes below. Will you comment on YouTube? Will you hit me up on social? Let me know if you see this happen in some way because I would love to hear those stories. I think when we share What we're manifesting really helps other people to believe it's possible too. The last thing I'll say about this is some people get really weird about this subject, which I don't understand. Um, It's usually people from certain faith practices who think that this is weird or crazy or whatever. And it's so confusing to me because the foundation of most faiths that I know is faith, and manifesting is walking in faith. It's believing that today will be better than yesterday. It's believing that you can create the life of your dreams. So if someone tells you that this is hippie or stupid or witchy or whatever, what I just come back to with this idea is like, how is this hurtful? Who does this hurt? Anything that we talked about today doesn't hurt anybody else. If you're an evil human who's trying to manifest someone else's life being ruined, God's going to help you. That's not on, on us. Most people are using manifesting to try and make their life better or try and take their kids on vacation or try and get into a nicer home. Or if you are putting goodness into the world and the thing that you're hoping for doesn't hurt you and doesn't hurt anyone else, I think anything can be yours. And these are the basics. This is where we start. I'm going to do a part two of actual daily practices to help you manifest and hold on to the manifestation, but I just wanted to start with the basics, and I hope this was helpful. Thank you guys so much for joining me in conversation. If you think this episode is good, if you know someone in your life who you think would be interested, please share it. Please share it on your social or just like send it to your sister, Carla, and say like, hey, girl, think you'll like this too. I really appreciate how much you guys have been putting the podcast out into the world. It's growing so much, one of the things I manifest all the time. And I just, I want to keep it going. Podcast is always going to be free for listeners. So if you could just push it out into the world, that would be amazing. I will be back next week with more conversations about manifesting. Until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. Our show is edited by Andrew Weller with additional production support by Sterling Coates. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is a 3% Chance production.